It's go time. Previously on Third Down Gamble. Hamilton every second year in Regina or Ottawa every second year in Edmonton. It's not the end of the world. Again, Don, I can only say I disagree. I think it is important to have a home-and-home series with all the teams in the league. Third Down Gamble. First down. So free agency is still a little bit on the uh, agenda. And, of course, we've got two big names that haven't been picked up at all, Daryl Walker and Luke Tasker. But a move in Ottawa this week may have opened up another door. That's right. Uh, Philippe Gagnon, offensive lineman, let go. Um, the question, I guess, begs, is that a salary dump? Is this something that they're looking to bring a big salary in in place? Or... I mean, he has had a history of injuries, so maybe this is an opportunity to just remove a big salary and potentially move forward. And that is a, a question, Mark. You've got a new regime in Ottawa in terms of the coaching staff, but you got to wonder if La Police has kind of peaked in his interest to have somebody like Walker in the lineup. And that's the rumor mill, is that maybe Gagnon, given he was close to 2K with his, uh, or 200K, I should say, with his salary for the upcoming year that maybe that opens up some room to put walker out on the edge and we did we spoke about this in an earlier episode and it would make sense that uh, a team that is going to take a look at daryl walker if he's still wanting to command that large salary we assume he is uh, has to take a look at a salary dump prior to signing so i mean the rumors are out there i guess we'll see where he lands he's he's in that north of 200k in terms of contract demands from what I understand still. And you're right. We've talked about it. You might have to lose to gain. Mm-hmm. Ottawa may have taken that chance right now. We don't know that for a fact because Gagnon was injured half of last season. So it's a possibility that maybe they didn't think that he would be healthy enough to continue. It's it's hard to say. You just don't know what's going on because you're not purview to everything that happens around a you know, a locker room. But uh, it it makes you wonder if that was a, a door opening Absolutely. for the Walker sweepstakes, as it were. Yep, it, it uh, could very well be. I guess it begs another question now is where does Gagnon land? Um, you know, you've got a Canadian offensive lineman. Uh, as a national, he probably has a fair amount of uh, people that may be interested. I'm thinking of teams like the Riders who lost a lot of depth. But... Certainly there's other teams who may be interested as well, if he can stay healthy. Well, that's the big question. Of course, there's always that draw. Maybe does he go to BC because, of course, his head coach went there? Or is there another need, say, in Winnipeg or someplace like that? He's from from Quebec. Maybe Montreal is a draw for him as well. Precisely. That's another thing to think of because uh, Montreal has had some movement in their offensive line and maybe they would be open to bringing him along. I imagine that, uh, you know, well, he was around 180K um, with his injury history. He may get in there for a little bit less, too. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. Does that 180 get picked up by a team, or can they negotiate a brand-new contract? I'm not sure. Because of the timing of this, it's post-free agency window, but it's pre-training camp. I haven't read all the CBA to know how this plays. And I don't know either, but I would I would guess that uh, once you're cut, you're open to negotiations with any team. 
That is true. You're you're a free agent technically, but what does that contract bring with it? Does it have any sort of standing or is it gone because you're gone? My guess again is it's gone because you're gone. But but again, I don't know. It will be interesting to see. Um, That's something we could research for next week. If they were trading, if they're moving someone around, certainly the contract would go with him. But if, if he's cut, I would think as a free agent, you're free to negotiate whatever contract you are able to get. I think this is a question I want to research and have for next week's podcast as an answer, because I'm curious about this. That'll give you something to do this week as we all hunker down a bit. That is true. In just a moment, I'll be joined by Andrew of the Eskimo Empire podcast. We'll be right back. Second down. So, Andrew, COVID-19 is all over the news and all over everyone's uh, thoughts. We're getting more and more sanctions about where we can be, how many people we can gather with, and what our patterns are going to be for the next little while. Uh, Certainly, it's going to affect the Canadian Football League in some way. We've got combines that have been canceled. We've got the CFL draft coming up. We've got training camps in May. Where does this all play out in terms of our beloved league yeah yeah that is the uh nine million dollar question i wouldn't say 10 because you know we're, we're about nine weeks in no i'm um, i'm thinking that uh right now it, it's tough because there's so many things like you just said where we're having a lot of limits that need to happen to try and get this thing under control and um it's uh it's a scary time for a lot of people and and we don't want to be in the middle of, of making things worse Based on other things that we have seen around the world, you look at how China's coming out of things and, and uh, Italy's kind of right in the middle of it, but it looked like it was close to a two to two and a half month frame that, that kind of right from when it started all the way through. So I think with a lot of the different provinces right now going into these different states of emergency and different parts of cities and things like that, I don't think this is going to be a a short-term thing. This is definitely going to be lasting for a bit. So I I wouldn't be surprised. I think the draft probably goes through like usual because they're basically going to be basing it all on a lot of video and things like that that they've looked at over the past season. I don't, right at this particular moment, I would think that we're probably looking at a push for training camp. I, it would not surprise me at all to see training camp starting in kind of late June, early July, and possibly having to make a, a couple of uh, schedule alterations to get towards the end of the season where they're, they're having the Grey Cup, obviously, in Saskatchewan. And that would be kind of an orchestration. If they start week seven, that's July 23rd, they'd have a chance to get 12 games in. If they move just a few weeks later, say week 13, September 3rd, eight games are really left to be played before the playoffs. So it's a bit of a juggling act. It's, well, it's going to be a huge juggling act. I, I'm curious to see um, if it's if they. I would assume that they would have to take some games out of there, obviously, where you'd have to, the the main ones that they're easy ones to take out is that third game against uh, one team in your own division. Um, So now you're looking at, okay, if it's two and two, now that's still, um, what is that, a 16 game season if we did it that way, right? Eight other teams too? Yeah. So even if we get to that point where it's 12 games, 
I wonder if then it would be you'd play your own division, those two games, the home and away, but the other division, they might have to change it where you only play those teams once and two of them you'd play on the road and two of them you'd play at home. If it gets a little later than that, we might just see East and West play each other until they get to the playoffs. But I, I think the biggest thing is, is and I, I'm sure the CFL is thinking this too, is what's the safest for the players and the fans and bringing everybody into a certain space. Um, and I think the other part of it is, and, and I know that this is kind of going around right now, but when you're talking about pandemics, you, you could have this rise right now because of what's going on. Uh, you could see a dip in the summertime because in the summertime you get heat and humidity. Viruses don't really last that well in heat and humidity or most. I mean, we don't know specifically with this one, but most that's what happens. But then once we get back into fall and, and temperatures start to get a bit cool and the air starts to get a bit dry, some of that could elevate again and so I think whatever plan that ends up making getting made um, they're going to have to be aware that it could change at some point and we might have to break things down a little differently it's just kind of that that scary kind of time when you're talking about long distance planning one of the idiosyncrasies of the schedule and maybe this is a cautionary tale when you're making a schedule the Stampeders do the Eastern tour in their first six weeks they're done yes technically but BC doesn't even have a week off in the first six. Yeah. So it's it kind of makes you wonder if the CFL schedule should be really made into thirds. Everybody gets their same number of games. Everybody gets the same break, all that sort of stuff. So that if you had to chunk it by a six, by 12, by whatever the number is, it's an easy way to do it because everything's built in. Yeah, I can, I can see that. The only thing that I would say about that, though, is that it would be very difficult then to be how do you have Friday night football every week? And that that's one of the big things with the CFL, right, is now Thursday night in, in the summertime and then Friday night football, you have that through the whole season. And if you're taking the same break at the same time, it makes it very difficult to kind of lay those out as far as that marketing side of things goes to keep the momentum going every week. And plus, I, I think because this is such a unique situation, it's not something that we – Thank goodness we don't have a pandemic every two years. We have to worry about things. Although there has been a few more as of the last 10 years. But um, usually it's not something where we're having to shut down to this degree. So, I mean, it's it's not a bad idea. And I think we'll see, we might see more of that if that 10th team ever jumps in there, how, how the schedule will be a tad more balanced all the way through. Yeah, uh, what I was getting at was the, that you could not necessarily have a weekend that you would take off at the end of the six oh, and I nobody see. play, but essentially you're going to have everybody have a week off and then after every six, everyone's on the same stage. They've had their same number of uh, breaks. They've had the same number of road games, home oh, games. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, okay. All that sort of stuff. Sorry if I wasn't No, clear. no, that's okay. And, and, that, and that makes sense. The only thing is is that I'm – from everything that I've ever heard about anybody who has made a schedule or anybody that I've talked to that has been part of making the CFL schedule, it's not easy at all. Like there's no easy way to make that all fall in nicely. <laughs> well, you've got shared stadiums in the East with soccer teams and that always impacts you. Uh, but it's so weird. Calgary, if the season went off without a hitch, Calgary for the first four of their first six yeah. are in the east yeah. on the road. You know, it's just, 
Like, I mean, I can't imagine trying to appease everybody in this nine-team league. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I 100% agree. And I think that's the same thing. You, I, you could look at every schedule and go, well, here's the bad part. Well, here's the bad part. And and one of the things that I, I said to Randy Ambrosi at one point was, I'm like, well, I guess if everybody thinks that they have a bad part, then it's probably a good schedule. Because <laughs> that's just kind of kind of the best you can hope Precisely. for. Precisely. <laughs> yes. So let's play this out. If, you, if we have this lull, let's say the virus backs away for a little while, and as you were mentioning, gets a little colder, gets a little drier, more better conditions for this thing suddenly in september we see a little rise again does the cfl sit back and go oh please please give us the permission (laughs) (laughs) well as long as they have permission they're gonna go ahead i mean i think that's pretty much what i think that's kind of where we're at uh i guess I, i mean at this point we're two days in and i'm already thinking that maybe i should start watching the walking dead with my kids as training videos so it's we're kind of at this point where we're like, we don't know right now, and they're not going to know either. If they get into the middle of the season and then realize, well, this isn't going to work, we'll have to see how big is it when it comes back on that second wave. Um, Do we need to worry about postponing the rest of the season, which we're seeing in sports like hockey and, and basketball? We'll see when they come back, how are they going to do that? So, Well, they've got a bigger window, I think, don't they? Because they can play right into August without much problem because the NFL, from what I understand, is not budging. They're, they're going ahead with their schedule, at least so they say. And so the, Exactly, yeah. At this point, yes, but their, their schedule also doesn't start until August. So they, they have some time. But if we get into August, September, and we have these same type of precautions coming back again, I, I, every, every spot is going to have to reconsider to some degree. And it would just be so weird because let's say we get the green light and through July and August we get six to seven games and then suddenly Labor Day weekend, <laughs> uh-oh, can't do this anymore. Now what do you do? Do you wait till November and how do you figure out playoffs? I mean, you can't start a season and not finish it. Baseball found that out in 1994. Yeah. It, it's just too much of a pain for, for the audience. So. <laughs> What do you do? It's just, oh my goodness. I mean, I know it's hypothetical, but wow. Yeah, it, and it, it's it's hypothetical. It's it's scary on a number of levels, especially for us as CFL fans, because we're we're like we want our whole deal. Like, I mean, we're we're football fans. We're kind of greedy that way. Give us all of the football. But uh, who knows what's going to happen when we get to that stage? I would think I, again, if that second wave, if we're looking at um, social distancing, those types of things. Maybe there is a, a few weeks of games canceled and then they have to, they can resume and we just kind of go with what we end up with. And that's it, it, not going to be fair for everybody. That's just kind of going to be the way it is. If we get to that stage though, and it's like, well, now we have to have a complete shutdown. Well, that's going to be completely different. Uh, then they'll have to decide what they're going to do for the end of the season. But um, I'm hoping that with the Measures that are being taken really early right now, especially in Canada, across Canada, we're seeing a lot of these early measures happening, people taking action earlier. Uh, I'm hoping that we can get this thing under control and and we can go back to our uh, favorite pastime of of cheering for our favorite team, no matter what colors they are, and getting together with our CFL fam. It's either that or we go to YouTube and hopefully there are (laughs) CFL games to be watched there. (laughs) 
<laughs> or maybe the Canadian Football League starts a vintage network and play some. Oh. Let's put the games out, or or get to Superfan and find out what he's up to. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Hey, Superfan. Just just we're gonna call it the Superfan channel, and you just run every game that you have. We'll just run it, watch them over and over again. Uh, question for you: Do you ever think that they? would get to a point where they would run a game in an empty stadium but have it on TSN. I think if the scenario where we play out, they start in late July, they play a few games, and then they know they're going to have a hiatus. They may do it under that circumstance because there isn't, there actually is an end in sight. Right. Uh, what I would think is that maybe TSN knocks on their door and says, please, 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 because we have no programming ponies up some more dough to get those games in so that it's not such a financial hit for the teams. Right. And let's face it, there's going to be a consumer audience out there just waiting for this. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, you can, the, the TSN Go subscriptions go up, right? Because like we, somebody wants to stream this um, and watch, watch a game one way or another. I, I mean, it is completely different, obviously, being in the audience and hearing the crowd and all those types of things. But at this point, uh, well, especially if it gets to that point, we're going to be like, just show us a game. Like, we can still pipe, pipe in the sound somehow, but <laughs> get, get us a game that we can watch and uh, and watch our guys go at it. So I, I think that uh, that'll be interesting to see if that plays out at all. Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate this. And I wish all the best to the Eskimo Empire podcast. You guys are awesome. Third Down Gamble. Don, listening to uh, Andrew and your conversation earlier, I noticed that he asked a question of whether or not uh, CFL may consider playing in empty stadiums as a way of responding to COVID. What's your thought? It's been something that has been talked about in the Facebook groups that I've been a part of. And it's something that's interesting. I know other leagues mused about it. We heard a little bit about the NCAA tournament possibly going it's something that I think every professional league and even big-time amateur sport league had to consider. It really, to me, comes down to when you'd have to take this decision. So Andrew had kind of mentioned that COVID probably will start to die down as the weather gets warmer outside. So the CFL could potentially start relatively close to on time. But if there is that secondary peak where there's a and sort of a natural second wave that comes with most major viruses. And if it does show, and it doesn't necessarily have to mean it's that strong, but it may reappear. Uh, likely will. If it does show, it could be in September. Mm-hmm. Now, if it only runs, they think, for 30 days at that time, how do you, you proceed? Do you go with empty stadiums and make it a TV venue only? If you have a short porch... That is, it's only a couple games, maybe three, four, and that's it. You can't run the rest of the season that way. You know, I, I, The only thing that you could really consider then is if TSN comes up and says, we need live entertainment, we need something to fill our airwaves. Look, we'll, we'll go to the bank, we'll make it worth your while. Yes, I mean, in the case of is it doable? Certainly, I guess, you know, from a standpoint of player safety, I think there has to be some concern here. Uh, even putting players out in that situation. Well, you couldn't go ahead without some assurances that it'd be safe to do so. And I don't think any league is prepared to do anything that they think is going to be reckless. So now what do you do? And 
gate revenue is such a huge part of the Canadian Football League. It's a part of every league, let's be honest. It is. But the CFL, it's very acutely aware that... You do have to have uh, attendance there. And, I mean, the players will want to be paid. So I can see where they would have, um, you know, a predisposition towards playing, even if there isn't a crowd. However, I, I still am not sure about player safety. You know, uh, are you going to test? How long does it take for COVID-19 to uh, show in the tests? And, and how often can you do it? Right now, the CFL plays games that are sometimes within inside a week. And uh, even if you test and something doesn't come back for hours, I mean, you can, you, that, that can impact if you're testing that day. But someone may not show signs or be asymptomatic. So I guess you'd have to have a league-wide testing protocol in place that, that is going to guarantee player safety. Because while they want to be paid, they have to play to pay. Uh, I still would be concerned as a league and as an organization uh, to put people out who were risking their safety. And I think you bring up a great point because that's something that obviously, as I said before, you had a, you've got to have a precondition that everybody is safe, that there is no COVID that's going to be transferred mm-hmm. on the field or on the sidelines. And you've got coaches that are not young men anymore, and they are in the higher risk groups. But you've got to be very cognizant of what this means to them. So I really do believe that if it works on every level, COVID isn't an issue, the money is going to be okay, and this will be a short-term answer, Yeah. then I think it's something you could look at. In my heart of hearts, I highly doubt it would ever come to pass because I think even in those three conditions, the logistics are just wild. I agree. I just don't see that being a feasible solution. Um, potentially for a game or two, you could do something, but I just... Um there's, there's more questions than there are answers if a league does go to that situation. And even if it is only attempting to be temporary, you not only impacting players, but all of the employees that work for that organization who have to be there to make a game day situation are potentially being at risk. So we, we talk about testing players, but we also have to think organizationally about the people that are involved. Uh, TSN would have the same situation with all of their not just the announcers, but the cameramen, the people who are interacting in the building over time with uh, the organization, people in the building. There, there's a high probability that safety can't be guaranteed. So, I mean, I would lean towards, like you, that this wouldn't be something that could happen. Um, and as you guys discussed, may have to take a look at altering the league. Well, and the schedule, I think, is going to be a little bit up for grabs. Mm-hmm. If there's a, a scenario like Andrew sort of high postulated we go through a heavy one now we go through a lighter one later the cfl schedule at the beginning is okay but in that middle part that september period becomes really really impacted and then if you're the cfl do you start in july only to finish in august and then try to reboot in october like it makes it very very difficult to take these decisions when you just don't know how everything's going to play. I agree. And, and uh, when we take a look at leagues, I mean, we're assuming that some of the other leagues will be wrapping up their seasons and may have to cancel their seasons. So the CFL might be one of the uh, leagues that actually starts up in spring and, and works through there other than MLB. Um, at what point do they go? So it, it'll be interesting to see, Don, uh, how COVID-19 impacts sports and in particular how it impacts our CFL. This is a strange moment to be 
on this planet right now, given mm-hmm. all of the concerns about COVID-19. It is so heart-rendering. It is so scary. But in the same breath, we've got to find a way to persevere. And that's right. my hope is everyone takes their precautions, practices them, so that we can get through this as best we can. Well, we encourage everyone to uh, follow Canada's guidelines and your provincial guidelines and stay in, stay safe. And uh, hopefully we can get some people tuning in to podcasts like ours. There's lots of things to do. So let's see where this takes us. And why not uh, talk football and maybe give something else to think about to people? We can. We need to do something positive. In my world, anytime we're talking CFL football, that's a good thing. Thank you for listening to our show. Third Down Gamble is hosted on Podbean. Third Down Gamble can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at Third Down Gamble. That's spelled at T-H-I-R-D-D-O-W-N-G-A-M-B-L-E. Our thanks to Andrew of the Eskimo Empire Podcast. Join us again next time. The Third Down Gamble Podcast. Audio. Worth watching.